This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Okay. okay, in this week's parasha we find the, uh, a prohibition that we're all familiar with. The issue of ribis. We know you're not allowed to charge interest. So most... Most of us, un- we'll get to that in a second. So most of us understand that's simple, right? You borrow $100, you got to pay back $100. You can't pay back more. That's interest. Why is interest also? What's so wrong with making interest? It's business. I'll prove to you it's not so bad. What's the right it's not so bad? You can charge your interest to a guy. It might even be a mitzvah to charge interest to a guy. So what's so bad about interest? So there's a pshat from the Kliyaka in this week's parasha. The Kliyaka explains the problem with lending with ribbis is because since you know he's going to pay you back, because if he doesn't pay you back, it's going to, it's going to cost him. Says the Kliyokr, it's as ready as if you gave up on Hashem. You already took Hashem out of the equation. Because you say to yourself, the money's in the bank. I'm for sure going to get my money back. Therefore, says the, says the Kliyokr, this week's parashi, says it over here in Parashas Bahar. The problem with ribis is that you took Hashem out of the equation. I so ask the Kliyokr on himself, so why is it mutter to lend ribis to a guy? He says, no, with a guy, you don't know for sure you'll get your money back. Going are funny like that, even though they're supposed to pay you and they're supposed to pay you with an interest, at the end of the day, you never know if you'll ever get your money back. So you'll have to daven to Hashem that He pays you back. With the Yid, you don't have to daven. You know, He's going to pay you back with interest. Therefore, says the Kliyokar, that's why Ribbis is us. Okay, so in the typical case of Ribbis, it's easy. Everyone understands. You make up, you lend someone $100 and he says, good, I'll, uh, I'll lend you $100, you give me back 105 that's Ribbis. What a lot of people don't know about is another version of Ribbis, which is called Ribbis Devarim. Words. Not, not money. I'm not asking for any more money. But sometimes there are things that we can do as a loive, as the one who borrowed money, that might also constitute ribbis. So for example, if you look in Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch talks about the following case. Let's say Ruvain borrows $100 from Shimon. Okay? So now he's a loive, he owes him money. So the Shulchan Aruch writes in, in Hilchas Ribbis, Simen Kuf Samach, there's a famous trivia question that they often ask uh, Smicha, anyone in Smicha should know this, where can you find Hilchas Ribbis? So most people think ribbis must be in Chayshim Mishpat. It's not. It's in Yaradeya. It's one of those things everyone should know, that Hilchas ribbis is not found in Chayshim Mishpat, it's found in Yaradeya. Okay. So if you look in Yaradeya, it's in Mekuf Samach, Sif Yud, the Mechaber writes, if let's say, for example, someone is a loyve, he borrowed money from Shimon, and then he decides, you know what, I see that uh, the guy I borrowed money from has a son who has a test tomorrow. I'm going to learn with him. I'm going to learn with him to help him uh, pass his test. Or I see the guy I borrowed money from needs a chavrusa. I'm going to learn with him. So the Shulchan Aruch says that's also, that's ribbis. Says the Shulchan Aruch, also lomay, that's a malve. You cannot learn with the malve. Oyim benoy mikra, with the son. Oyim gemara. Kozman shema oyim as long as the loan is still out there, as long as the loan was not paid back. Im loy hoyiroga bezeh mikayim. If you didn't normally do this. If you learned all the time with the guy, so it's not ribbis, it's normal. But if this is something you normally didn't do, that's considered ribbis. That's one case. Then the Shulchan Aruch talks about another case. This is based on a Mishnah in Ezuneshech. What happens if you borrowed money from Reuven? And then you know Reuven's been waiting for someone to come to town. He's waiting for a certain visitor. You know the visitor is here. And you go out of your way to tell him about it. So the Mishnah says, that's Ribbis Devarim. Because I'm only doing it because he lent me money. So that's Ribbis. So the Mechaber passes the Shulchan Aruch. Don't say to him, don't say to him, you know what, do me a favor. If you find out that my friend is coming to town, let me know. Says the Mishnah, says the Shulchan Aruch, that's Ribbis Devarim. But this is what I want to get to. Says the Ramah, shar ribis dvarim ba'almos. All for forms of ribis dvarim is also us. 
Now, what's an example of Ribbis Devan? So the Achreinim tumul over the following scenario. Someone like, this is more gay, I guess, when, when we were in Yeshiva, so guys were always borrowing money from each other. Borrow a dollar to buy a soda. Are you allowed to say thank you when someone lends you money? You say thank you. It's a basic, common courtesy. Especially a guy lends you a lot of money. Let's say a lot of guy, forget a dollar. A guy lends you thousands of dollars. Are you allowed to say thank you? So this is a big discussion amongst the Achreinim. Is it permissible to say thank you when someone lends you money? What are the options? So the question is, is this considered ribs devarim? Is this considered, you know, uh, giving back more? Or do we say, no, thank you is just the normal response that someone gives when someone does them a favor? So amongst the Achreinim, there's basically three camps that are out there. For example, Rabbi Shalom Zalman and a Nisim Karel. Oh, that's what we have to get to. You have to be Mark Yitoy, but the question is, is that Akar Yitoy beyond the rules, or that's included in the rules? So Rabbi Shalom Zalman or Bach and a Nisim Karel are of the opinion that you're not permitted to say thank you at, at a loan. That would be considered Ribbis Tavarim, and that would be also. You cannot thank the person, as that was their opinion. Rabbi Liashiv and Rabbi Nevinsol felt no. Thank you is multiple, you can't give him blessings. For so example, a guy lends you $5,000, you start giving him brachas, Hashem should give you money, and you should have everyone lays on the brachas very thick. That, Rebbe Yashif says, is too much. That's, that's too much. Thank you is typical, norm, accepted practice, but showering him with brachas and all these other things, that would constitute Rebbe's Devar. Then the third opinion was the Chazinish and Rebbe Chaim Kenievsky, who felt that you're allowed to say thank you, but you should say, the thank you is not for the loan, the thank you is for the tircha that you have to go through to give me the loan. Right, that you're sticking your hand in your pocket to take out that dollar bill, which is extremely difficult work for you, I'm asking you to say thank you for that. So we have three sheetas in the Echoranim, whether or not you're allowed to say thank you or not at the time of a loan. One of the eights that the Echoranim give is either give him a thank you before he actually gives you the money. Let's say you make up with the guy that he's going to lend you money. So don't say thank you when he lends you the money. Say thank you at the time when he agreed. There's no loan yet. It was just an agreement. So you can either say thank you then, and if you say thank you then, or you can say thank you when you pay him up. When you finish the halva and you pay up the money, then you can give him all the thank yous you want. But at the time of the actual halva, that is a three-way machloikis achreinim. Are you permitted to say thank you or not? They say over a famous story with Reb Shimon Schwab. Reb Shimon Schwab learned in the mirror in, in, in Europe. And the practice used to be is that the boys didn't have any money. It's not like today where the parents just sell the money. The boys didn't have any money. When they wanted to go home, they needed money for a train ticket. He had to go back to Germany. So how did he have money for a train ticket? So the practice was the boys would go to Reb Yeruchim, the Mir Mashkiach, Reb Yeruchim Lovavitz, and they'd borrow money from him. So Reb Schwab goes to Reb Yeruchim to borrow money, and Reb Yeruchim lends him the money, and he says, thank you. And Reb Yeruchim starts giving him a Hazad Russia. It's Reb Yeruchim, you're not allowed to say, thank you, what are you doing? It's terrible, it's also, okay? So he got the lesson, he heard, look, you're not allowed to do it. So the next man, when he had to go back to Eberuchim to borrow money, so he didn't say a word. He just took the money from Eberuchim. And Eberuchim started yelling at him, what a kafri toiv, how can you not say thank you, someone lends you money. So he says to him, Rebbe, what do you want me to do? I can't win, what, what, what's the answer? So Eberuchim told him the answer is, you're supposed to show that you want to say thank you, but that you're not allowed to say thank you. Meaning, to say thank you, Zonk Eberuchim, maybe he's also. But just to walk away as if there was no akar satoiv, that you're not allowed to do either. Which is also schwer, because manshach, once you're expressing the thank you via your body language, that might also be ribbis in a different version. But that's the famous story that they say over with Reb Schwab and Reb Yerucham Levavitz. Reb Moshe Feinstein has an interesting tshuva, where someone asks him the following shayla, let's say you borrowed money, you're a machabah sefer, you print the sefer, so you borrowed money to write the sefer. You want to thank the guy who lent you the money in the sefer. You want to write all about him in the introduction to the sefer, he's fantastic, he's amazing, he lent me all the money. So today no one lends money, they give you the money for the sefer. But Ramesha Shaila was, the guy lent the money to the author. He didn't give it to him, he lent him. And Ramesha Paskin, he may not. 
He may not write in the opening of the Sefer, thank you to this wonderful philanthropist who lent me money so I could print my Sefer. That's all included in Ribbis Devar. You're not allowed to write anything like that. So there are a lot of other Shilas that come up with people who lend you money. Let's say, for example, a guy lends you money, you're allowed to hold the door open for him. Right? So most Pais Kimrai, things that are typical, normal, that you would do anyways, you are allowed to do, right? Normal people hold the door open for each other. It's, it's cordial. It's something that regular people do for each other. So anything that's included in the regular folk activity is not a problem. They talk about giving rides. That's an example. A guy lends, you borrow money from the guy, then he asks for a ride. So again, if you normally give rides to each other, yes, that may be not such a problem. They talk about a shayla, about a guy by giving an alias. Whether or not you can give an aliyah to someone who you get to choose the alias and, and you borrowed money from him. Is that a shayla of ribbis? So the, 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 the short answer is with all these shaylas, you have to be careful. We take for granted. We think ribbis is only you know, money. $100 with $105. There are many, many categories of ribbis besides for money. It's just what we call ribbis devarim. It's simple things. Someone lends you something, you borrow someone. All these things can perhaps be, again, ribbis devarim is only the rabbanan. It's not ribbis deraisa. But we try to keep the rabbanans also. So we should just be aware. If you borrow and lend money, as uh, Shylock said, neither a borrower lender thy shall be, right? Stick, stay away from everything maybe. But there is a mitzvah, this week's parasha, to lend money to people. It's like a, a mitzvah, so we should uh, try to lend. But just keep in mind, while that loan is out, until it's paid back, you just have to be a little bit more careful and particular about your interaction between the loiva and the malva.